0: Well, hello, everyone. I'm James Dobson, and you're listening to Family Talk, a listener-supported ministry. In fact, thank you so much for being part of that support for James Dobson Family Institute.
1: When you think about it, Hollywood has done a tremendous disservice by producing movies and TV shows that many families aren't interested in because they have a ridiculous amount of violence and profanity and graphic sexuality. It is the duty of every parent to identify and monitor what their children watch and then teach them biblical values. You are listening to Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. I'm Roger Marsh, and whichever way you are listening to us today, we are grateful that you have joined us here on this broadcast. On today's broadcast of Family Talk, Dr. Dobson will continue his interview with Dr. Ted Baer, well-known author, speaker, and founder and publisher of Movie Guide. The two will explore Dr. Baer's devotional for families and will also share how moms and dads can be media-wise. There's a great deal of content to get to today, so here now is the conclusion of Dr. James Dobson's conversation with Dr. Ted Baer. We've titled it Real to Real, How Families Can Be More Discerning Moviegoers, right now on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk.
0: Ted, I really enjoyed talking to you last time about uh, the culture, what's happened to it, and the dangers that all of our kids are under, well, you know, just what they hear in the neighborhood, what they hear in public schools, sometimes what they hear in Christian schools uh, is not helpful to them. Uh, that's an overstatement, but uh, you know what I mean. And uh, you're trying to make a difference, and you're out there working in a very pagan world, Uh, And I asked you last time how you uh, kept your optimism in the midst of the evil that's around you because you are uh, in one of the most uh, godless communities anywhere, I think. But you have stayed there and you have won many people to Christ. And uh, uh, before I go on to where I was leading with that question, you have something you call a gala every year tell everybody what the gala is designed to do
2: well the gala is a is a gigantic witness to jesus but it's a net so instead of picking out let's say the known christians who are making films corbin berenson or you know uh, yeah. we, we've named some of them and honoring them we look at the films that are out there and pick out the best films the best films for families uh, 10 of them uh, we give out 40 awards. The best films, we give out a, a a big cash prize for the best film, for the best of the 10 best. We do the best films for mature audience, the best films with faith and values, the best films with patriotic content. That's where the long road home about the troop uh, leaving Iraq and trying to get freed from being trapped. So we get the people there, and quite often they're just Hollywood people. It's a net. We've got the net out, and then the whole – thing is designed to help them see what's going on they have, for quite often we're helping them to see what's in their film when the movie Nine came out about the uh, the man who made the nine puppets you know this is yeah. sort of the god figure and, and one of the puppets becomes the savior and there's a picture of Jesus uh, in a stained glass window And the people said when they got there, until they saw the clip, they said, why are we here? You know, tomorrow night is a blah, blah, blah awards. And when they saw that clip, they said, we didn't realize there was so much Christian content in our film. So we see people transformed. We're throwing out a net. We're getting friends for the gospel. Uh, We're even getting friends from people we honor, like Pat Robertson. We honored him. People came out saying this was the best event in our lives to meet Pat Robertson. So we're trying to build a bridge. We're trying to build a bridge to Jesus and to faith and values. And we have people who've come for years, like the one who did Boss Baby, did Shrek, and he did some of the biggest movies for DreamWorks. And now he's done a movie that God creates children, which you and I believe. That's why we hate Mm -hmm. abortion, and that Jesus is God. All right, let's talk about your book, Real to
0: Real. Uh, This is a a series of devotions that you have written that uh, take people in the direction of their uh, faith and especially an introduction to Christ. Describe it in greater detail.
2: Well, I've done books on media literacy. Since I was head of the Department of City of University of New York, we brought 60 professors together. I was invited to join 60 professors to do the first media literacy course. So I've written the MediaWise family, the Wise family, and those are direct teachings. But this is a fun way to do it. When I was coming to Christ at the age of 28, and I had not known anything about him, one of my friends, whose father owned Technicolor, said, "'Have you seen It's a Wonderful Life?' And so I took a look at it. It's a wonderful life. And it was part of the process of me coming to Christ to see the beauty of the transformation. So, in the book, it says there's sections for each one of these sections, 150 little sections, to say, how do you know what God's purpose is for your life? How did George Bailey know? So, you've got the movie, but you've got the biblical insights, 1 Thessalonians. George Bailey is It's a Wonderful it's Life. It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Do you consider that one of the best movies with moral It's content? got a
2: strong content about him finding out what God's purpose and you know it starts off with Clarence being told you know consider George Bailey and he was so depressed that you know he saw what town would be like without George Bailey and what would the world be like without Dr. Dobson it would be terrible so (laughs) but you know there are a lot of movies that come for instance we live in an age of political correctness so there's a chapter very they're all short called by what authority By what authority can the government take some – man because his wife's him, little daughter that he's trying to raise properly. And so it's him going to the Supreme Court in Ireland, true story, to stop the government. And he says, by what authority? Well, that's the question the Bible asks. It says, by what authority do you do these things, Pilate? You know, Pilate says, I have the authority. And Jesus says, you don't have the authority to do Mm -hmm. this. The authority is in the hands of God. So each one of those, how do you have real beauty if you're a woman, uh, these are questions that the Bible answers. But quite often, the movie helps reveal the answer to your heart, and then it opens you up to considering the biblical passages and the biblical. A lot of kids don't read. If I could get them all to read, my culture wise family and Media-wise, family, I'd be happy. But this way, they enjoy the movie, they get to ask, and they get to reflect. And they're movies that have been carefully chosen to help guide them closer to God so they can know God better and make him known.
0: And this may surprise you. First of all, Shirley and I love movies. A good movie is really a fantastic medium yep. uh, if it's really done right and if it grabs the heart. Yeah, I I hate movies where the message is cars flying through the air and landing in swimming pools and helicopters with gunships, you know. And I hate things that they are based on sensationalism and blowing things up in order to uh, attract an audience. What we love, believe it or not, and when I said you may not believe this, we love the, the movies from the 30s and 40s and we watch them on Turner Classic Movies. I do and, too. And I, yeah, I just right. love those old movies. Okay. Now, uh, every single one of them, they light up and smoke all the way through, yeah. and they also drink. I don't know how any of them managed to have livers that even functioned uh, because they drink all of them. So they're not perfect, but there are some good, solid values in many of those movies.
2: Now, my father was a Western star for 12 of those movies, uh, uh. and you couldn't drink and you couldn't smoke and you couldn't kiss the horse, so you didn't have any of those. When did he start? His first film was in 1926, I think, and then his last film was just So he it, was a just he before was silent movie. He went, most of his movies are talkies. Most of them are in the 30s. But then he went off to World War II, which you can read all about him. And then he came back and did mostly Broadway, although he did some movies and some that I don't want you to see, so I'm not going to mention the names. <laughs> uh, and you were close to him. Well, my mother died when I was young, so I was very close to my father. And uh, so I was part of the world of, um, you know, the entertainment industry. Neither all one of them different... believers. No, he came to Christ eight years after me. You um, led him to Christ. I led him you. to Christ, yeah. I had my little son, Pierce, and my father being from Broadway. Um, I was doing The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, I was head of that organization. Children's Television Workshop was hired to do it, and they hired Bill Melendez. So I was, you know, it went down the ladder to who produced it. And my father was cursing because he always cursed. And I said, you can't curse in front of my son. I don't want – and I came back to his room. Now, he'd been in the Calvary. He's been, you know, tough. And he was crying. And I said, you know, I don't want you to leave, but you've got to change. And so he accepted Jesus, and he changed. He just changed completely.
0: What made him – accommodate you and what you were saying to him.
2: Oh, I, I think it's always God's grace. It's always the Holy Spirit. You know, it's always God moving on your heart. You didn't coerce him. No, I couldn't.
0: Being the son and respecting your father, isn't that difficult to do that and try to teach the teacher, so to speak?
2: You know, I, I came from such a... Um, uh, I use the word debauch and my kids hate the word, but I came from such an a area of brokenness and all the things that you do in the entertainment industry that to me, what I see clearly, and I've said it before in the previous interview, is that this is just a great blessing to you. That the chance for you to receive Jesus and be delivered from the bondage of our age, which includes cursing, which includes confusion which includes anti-family behavior which includes self-destructive behavior this is all bondage you can be set free from all that bondage i was set free from that bondage this is good news i don't know anything that you wouldn't want to tell somebody i do this with muslim groups around the world i do it with you know in every country i go to whether it's cambodia or on the border of laos or anywhere else it's good news to me it's good news
0: Ted, we have just a little time left, and I would really like to devote it to my introduction yesterday when you came for the first time uh, in a long time. Uh, I talked about the the responsibility of parents to protect their kids as much as possible from the wickedness that surrounds them. It's everywhere. Uh, I'm agitated by What 13-year-old kids, boys especially, uh, see uh, on the Internet when they stumble onto the worst of the pornographic uh, material. And if the parents aren't paying attention, their kids will be warped forever. Uh, Does it bother you when you see parents take their young children into dirty movies?
2: And I see it. All the time. I mean, I'll see them take the the three-year-old into a movie, which is slashing, gashing, and what they don't understand is that three-year-old is in the imagination stage of development. They're picking up their scripts of behavior, and it's so powerful. When I was head of the department at Berkeley in the early 2000s, there were over 500,000 studies on the mass media when I started. At City University of New York in the 70s, there were 7,000 studies came out from the National Institute of Mental Health, if you know that. And that was the first start. Now every university does studies. I would imagine USC, your alma mater, does studies no every doubt. year no on doubt. something because they're not yeah. producing. They're just doing studies. Yeah, that's right. But the 99% of the studies, a friend of mine who's with University of California, who's a Christian, uh, does these mega studies. He gets a 99% show the influence of media. We know how. How, when, where, but it doesn't get past the news media that this is 13 reasons why the program about suicide is killing not just children but adults, telling you that you should get revenge on people and get out of life. These are evil programs. The two new children's programs are on drag queens. How do parents deal with that? Parents feel overwhelmed. It's like this big tsunami is about to hit them in the face. I showed you a little clip that I wish I could show the audience of two little kids copying the movie Frozen, which was a good movie. Because, you know, if you show a bad Frozen. movie, yeah, if you go show a bad movie, everybody yeah. goes bonkers. So the question is, how do you do it? You show them how to do it in your books. You show them in your lectures. And that's what we do in the Reels to Reel. That's what we do in Movie Guide. That's what we do in the CultureWise family. You can train your children So that they will want, not automatically, but want to choose the good and reject the bad. So that they will be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit to choose the good. And it's just helping them to understand the things that are important. One, understand the consequences of their action. If you're going to do this, I get people in my class. I do a four-day class who are depressed and on the edge. And they come out and they go to law school and they get married. I want to see people transformed. And they get transform people by saying, what is the consequence of you following 13 reasons?
0: Here's a scripture that uh, I wish parents would teach to all of their children. It's a short verse in Psalm 101, verse 3. And this is from the King James Version. It says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, it shall not cleave to me.
2: Amen. Every
0: child should learn that the Lord is paying attention. I've said this on the air many times. I'm like any other kid and any other boy and uh, in dating and high school. uh, I was attracted to girls just like every other boy is. Uh, But I remained a virgin not because my mother and father threatened me, not because they yelled at me or uh, punished me. I remained a virginal and was respectful of girls because I knew I was not alone hey, in really? that car. Jesus was in that car with me. He was seeing and hearing everything that took place there and that I would be accountable
2: someday Mm -hmm. for what took
0: place. That's because I was taught that.
2: I want to use that segment on my radio. (laughs) That is a beautiful, beautiful segment. That's That's exactly right.
0: And especially today where girls are more aggressive than the boys are. And uh, often throw themselves
2: at boys. For all the wrong reasons. And all the wrong reasons. And, you and, I the wrong know and then they're the ones that get hurt. It's not what they want. There are five steps to teaching media wisdom. And I guess I should add six because the first step is knowing Jesus and knowing how much love he has for you and how much he, he wants it. And having parents that love Jesus and love their children incredible ways. But number one is to understand the influence of the media. Well, most people say it has no influence on me. And it does have an influence. It has influence. Whether you're smoking, drinking, uh, carousing, using bad language, all of it. And we have hundreds of thousands of studies. So you've got to break the myth, the spell of the fantasy, that it has no influence.
0: Yeah, imagine the uh, advertisers spending billions of dollars right. to put their message before people because they know they can influence behavior
2: why would that not work in a movie and it works in everything and and advertisers is about 1200 lobbying groups in hollywood and the big advertisers are there in force trying to get coca-cola into Star Trek <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever else it happens yeah. to be. They're not in Star Trek, so don't worry.
0: Well, talk to the parents in the remaining moments. What do you suggest to them, especially in a wicked, wicked world?
2: Well, do not feel defeated. You're not defeated. You're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. And you need just to have the tools to be able to – the tools are, as I said, are the books that uh, Dr. Dobson has written. The tool is the culture-wise family, the media-wise family, real to real movie guide. These are all tools. They're tools to help you and to help you help your children and to help your children to become enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm always meeting parents and children whose lives have been changed. So you can make a tremendous difference. Uh, One of the things that I notice, Jim, which really bothers me, is that I'll speak in another country. I have to go and speak in Rhodes again in in Greece, and then I got to go speak in uh, Indonesia. And you'll fill up you know, a large space like Korea, you'll fill up a stadium in Korea. People who are passionate about their children. In the Philippines, there are about 70,000 people passionate about their children. And you'll come to America and you get five or six people coming. And We think we're in a hot tub having a good time. We're the frog being boiled in the kettle. I said that to you the last time I was on the show. We have to be able to see that we are at the front line of spiritual warfare, that we're the country that's producing all of this stuff. We can make the difference. If we teach our children to choose the good and reject the bad, we can make a difference. So you can make a difference. I can show you how to make a difference. Dr. Dobson can show you how to make a difference. You need to take a stand now and say, I'm going to take five, ten minutes of my day and invest it in changing the life of my children.
0: And the most important thing I would emphasize with parents is beware getting so busy and so exhausted and so distracted and so worn out that you don't have time to notice what's going on around your feet. If you listen carefully, they'll tell you what they're thinking and they'll tell you what they're learning. And they'll give you a clue as to what they need if you're paying attention. But if you're working 12 hours a day, you come home and fall in bed, and you got a two-career family, which is up to the individual. I don't condemn that, but there are challenges associated with it. And both mom and dad are too busy to pay attention. I'm telling you the culture will take them to hell.
2: I've got a great story about that that occurred here in Colorado at a church um, right here in Colorado Springs. I went to a church to speak on cultural wisdom, and a girl said, my uh, my father's too busy. He comes home. He's tired. He turns on the news, and he's watching television until – now, that's not too busy if you're watching television till 11 o'clock. Unless you fall and I, asleep. And different. I said to her, you know, this lovely young girl, I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, an actress. And everybody in the church laughed because they knew they, she wanted her father to see her. And mm-hmm. I get these people coming as interns. I get these people coming from Wisconsin, from Minnesota you know, to our office to find out more about Hollywood. What they find out is more about Jesus. So, look, turning on the news at night is not as important as sitting down with your children for a half hour and talking to them.
0: You have Amen. grandkids, yep. and every one of them knows the Lord. And my children. How did you pull missions. that off? You're a busy man. You just told us you're flying all over the world and you're doing all this stuff. I mean, your resume is a mile long.
2: How did you accomplish that? I spent a lot of time with them. Believe me, I been Now, with my children, I spent a lot of time. My children are spending time with my grandchildren, and they're taking beautiful care of them. So I'm happy about each of them. So they get a lot of the credit. They get all the credit. Jesus gets all the credit.
0: Uh, we're talking to Dr. Ted Bear and talking about his book Real to Real. You're an optimistic man. Uh, whenever I talk about the wickedness in the culture, you always rush to say, "Yeah, but there are a lot of good people out there too, and God's doing wonderful things." And of course, I agree with that. Well, God be with you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Uh, in a, as I said at the beginning, in a pagan world. Amen. And uh, wouldn't you like to see in one place all the people you've influenced to come to Christ?
2: Yeah. I'm, wouldn't I'm that looking forward to it.
0: Someday, right?
2: Yeah. I'm looking forward someday. to it.
0: Someday. <laughs> yeah. I want to be there when that happens. Would you invite me?
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm.
0: Ted, I love you. I appreciate love you. God bless. And I uh, hope to see you again. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you. And for this book, Real Real. And uh, our announcer is going to tell people again how they can get a copy of it.
2: Excellent. Thank you.
1: Well, we hope you have learned a great deal about the impact of media and entertainment on our kids over these past couple of days here on Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. Go to drjamesdobson.org and click onto the broadcast page to learn more about Dr. Ted Bear's organization, Movie Guide, or his new devotional, Real to Real, and that's R-E-E-L to R-E-A-L. Find all that and more on the broadcast page at drjamesdobson.org. Remember, you can let us know what you thought of these past two programs or any of our other previous editions by calling our offices here in Colorado Springs at 877-732-6825. When you connect with us, you'll have the options to leave a comment about the broadcast on our listener feedback line or to talk with one of our constituent response representatives. You can also make a donation or ask for prayer when you call us as well. Again, that toll-free number is 877-732-6825. Thanks so much for listening today, and thanks also for your generous financial support of this ministry and your prayers for Dr. Dobson and his family. Be sure to join us again next time for another edition of Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. This has been a presentation of the Dr. James
3: Dobson Family Institute. Let's talk today about a tendency for parents in Western nations to make their children grow up too quickly, rushing them through the milestones of childhood and propelling them into the pressures of adolescence. Developmental psychologist David Elkind calls this the hurried child syndrome, which is a byproduct of seemingly innocent influences at home such as buying makeup for preschool girls, encouraging dating for preteens, treating kids like grown-ups, expecting them to make adult-level decisions, dressing them in designer clothes, and especially exposing them to explicit sexuality in movies, television, and music videos. Now, in years past, parents understood the need for an orderly progression through childhood. There were cultural markers that determined the ages at which certain behaviors were appropriate. Boys, for example, wore short pants until they were 12 or 13. Now these markers have either disappeared or they've been moved downward. Now, when you treat children as though they're grown, it becomes very difficult to set limits on their adolescent behavior down the road. How can you establish a curfew on a 13 year old who's been taught to think of himself or herself as your peer? In short, the hurried child syndrome robs our kids of childhood and places them on an unnatural timetable that's harmful to mental and physical health. Let the kids be kids.
1: To find out how you can partner with Family Talk, go to drjamesdobson.org.
3: Hi, this is Dr.
2: Tim Clinton for the James Dobson Family Institute. Are you leaving a lasting and godly legacy? At the Dobson Family Institute, we're committed to helping you understand the importance of passing on your faith, not only to your children, but to your children's children too. Check out drjamesdobson.org today for helpful hints, tips, and advice to help make this happen. Your legacy matters.